Okay, everybody, we are back. Let's. Uh, we have uh, a guest. First of all, well, we have back. a guest. His name is Ilya. Because <laughs> after three, after three weeks. Good um, to be back, guys. Good to be back. Uh, yeah, after three weeks of uh, me doing it at home, we're back in the barbershop. Uh, feels good. Yeah, I gave Yossi uh, some time to reconcile with the wife, you know, to have a, great, <laughs> to have a better relationship, a stronger Trash talking. <laughs> hey, I got to redeem myself somehow, bro. Okay, let's do it. You know, there's a saying, right? If you, you want to be higher than somebody else, you can't, don't make them stand in a ditch. You have to stand in a chair. <laughs> okay. Just saying. So, Ephraim, what, what you got to say about all this? I'm, I'm all ears. I got nothing to say. Okay, so... We're back, and um, we are uh, in Parshas Vayera. Vayera, right. Welcome back, everybody. Please smash that like button. Please recommend this to your friends. And uh, we hope you find these videos entertaining and, and informative. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we'll make uh, Yossi do another somersault today. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if we're going to have time for that today. <laughs> A little bit out of time, but... Uh, Let's first talk about the. Um, Vayera. Yeah, we're going to talk about Precious Vayera. We're going to go just talk about the. Uh, uh, the, diff- the. The quickly speak about what the Precious talks about, and then we're going to go into some juicy details of things that are related to the Precious. Okay, so let's do this. Did you get your notepad? No, the other one that you left here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the Pasha starts off that right last week we left off that Abraham Avinu got a Brit Milah, right. circumcised, and Hashem came to visit him, and he told Hashem, hey, wait, because he saw there were guests, and he actually took the guests, and he said, you know, which, which shows how important uh, uh, having guests. is, having guests is, that he even told Hashem to wait in order for him to, to accept guests. Um, and then the angels came and said that he's going to have a son. And we talk about Sodom. And the... Uh, these Hashem these wanted, are the same angels that were supposed to go to Sodom and well, destroy Well, two of them. Two of them, yeah. Right. Okay. And then, so, Avram, Davin Hashem not to destroy Sodom. And there's a whole story of the angels coming to Sodom and Lot uh, taking them in and then them chasing, you know, ends up that they all wanted to kill Lot, and then the angel saves them, and uh, everybody dies, including Lot's wife, instead, except for Lot and his two daughters. Correct. Um, then, uh, and what happens there is that they think the whole world is destroyed, and so they decided they had no other choice to have a child with their father, which they did. They made him drunk or whatever, and that's where Moev and Amin comes from. And then Avram moves to Gerar, where Avimelech is king, and he says that Sarah is his sister because they think they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. He thinks they're going to kill him, and she gets captured, and then God so tells him, if you know what's good for you, you better give it back. Correct. So I have a question for, 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 for this particular uh, situation. Okay. At this point, with Avimelech, Mm-hmm. At this point, Avram already has followers, 318 warriors. 
there's mm -hmm. the opinion that it was a uh, what's Eliezer. his name? Uh, it was Eliezer. That was his uh, um, gematria. Was a slave. Who was his slave? Correct. Now there's an opinion that he. When did he acquire Eliezer? When he left the Pharaoh's house, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that was the first time Sarai was taken. At this point, Avram already is a powerful man with a reputation that killed four kings. Okay. Filthy rich. How is it that he allowed his wife to be taken by Abimelech, where he himself says he's a Rasha? In his eyes, he's a Rasha. He took his wife to his palace, and Abraham Avinu just let it happen? I understand if right there and then his followers weren't there, his army is not there. But as soon as somebody took your wife, the first thing you do is go raise an army and take your wife back. A Rasha just took your married wife to his palace. How is this allowed? How did he allow this to happen? You understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, well, again, he himself admits he sees Abimelech as a Rasha. He doesn't see him as a very good person. How did he allow this to happen? He was afraid for his life. I don't understand. You're asking why but, was he but afraid why for his life? He, he already beat the five kings. By miracle. He's, You're not supposed to rely on a miracle. Still, he had followers. He has an army. There's a reputation that precedes him. How did this happen in the first place? I understand at the time of Pharaoh, okay, it's a Pharaoh. You can't go against a whole nation. You, and yeah. for, he wasn't as wealthy at that time. He, he just came out of his father's house and all of this happened. But with Abimelech, he already solidified his, his stature. You, you understand what I mean? How, was this, how did this happen in the first place? And on top of that, Hashem afterwards had to do a huge miracle for him. Make Itzhak look exactly like him so nobody would question if, if, if Abimelech even touched her. Right. Correct? So why did this or how did this happen in the first place? That he allowed his wife to be abducted by Abimelech, who he sees as a Rasha. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe, uh, maybe someone, uh, someone can put in the comments. Whoever was, uh, you know, they know the answer. I have no clue. No clue okay. Answers. Um. Okay. So we're up to there in the parsha now. Is there is there a green light on your thing? Yeah. It, uh, Oh, it's backwards. Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, we'll pick it up differently. But yes, okay. Um, now, uh, then, uh, you know, finally, uh, Hashem remembers his promise to Sarah, mm -hmm. and they have a son, mm -hmm. and uh, he was circumcised at eight days old, had a bris milah, and by the way, Avram and Sarah were hundred. Avram was hundred years old, and Sarah was ninety when their their son was born. Right, Hagar and Yishmael were banished from Avram's house, wandering the desert. So Hashem he, hears him crying. One second. So Avram acquired Hagar and and uh, Eliezer from from the Pharaoh. Yeah, that was last week's parsha. Right. Week's but parsha. but wasn't Eliezer uh, the Pharaoh's son, and was Hagar uh, Pharaoh's daughter? I know that they say Hagar was the daughter, but I never heard Eliezer was the son. I never heard that. Possible. Okay. I would not know. Um, so he, Hashem hears Shmuel crying, and his, and his mother that it was distraught, and he made it there was a water. Um, and Avram Avinu makes a treaty with 
Uh, Avimelech makes a treaty with Aram Avinu, and he gives him seven sheep as a as a peace treaty. Hashem tests Avram's. Last thing is, that, right? Second, uh, right. He, uh, he tests Avram, and this is the greatest test to say: take your child. Remember, he had a child in his old age, and he's telling him, bring your child as a sacrifice to me. And then at the last second, Hashem tells. Uh, I, I, tells Avraham not to do it, mm-hmm. and that's where the. Uh, and, and then he brings a carbon instead of it being Yitzchak. He brought another. He brought an, an ayil, a ram, and that's where the, the parsha ends. Okay, so we're going to talk about certain stuff that we talked about earlier, which is bikochel, um, visiting sick people. So it's very interesting, actually. The the Rush says that Hashem, we, we learn from here that you don't have to actually speak or interact with the sick person. Even if you go and sit there, it's already Bikuchel. Why? Because we see that it says, it says that Hashem appeared, appeared to him. And, or Avram, I don't remember the exact. Hashem, Hashem appeared to Avram. And it doesn't say anywhere that he spoke to him. Okay. Right? So even just going, even and, and, and he says even more so, the, the, the Rush says that even if a person goes and visits someone while they're sleeping, it's also because why? Then afterwards he will hear that the person came to visit him and it's going to make him happy. Mm-hmm. This is a very uh, special mitzvah. Um, now... And even more so, the Kahelis Moshe, which uh, was actually, he was a, his name was Moshe ben Avram, ben Avram Akayen, and he was a Magid in a town near Berdichev. He says in the name of Rabbi Yitzchak Karvitz that there's actually a reason that it would be us or it would be forbidden to speak to a person who is sick. Um, and the reason is because you might, uh, you might get him... You might you might be too too much for him, right? Person sick, and you're talking to him, you're making him talk, and you're, and you're you could be a burden. Right. So there's actually a reason not to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why Hashem didn't speak to Avraham; he just was there. Uh, now there are some places where it says that perhaps it is important to speak, you know, to make to to ask about if everything's okay, and you know, but I guess it depends on the type of sickness, right? I think uh, it says is what, what I learned in the Sefer was that it, it's a difference if the person has a headache or if it's a, if it's a different sickness, uh, whatever the case is. There's a, and there's actually um, there's a story with the Ksav Sefer and Rav Shimon Wolf Rothschild that it says that one of the, it, it says in the Pasuk Esaderech HaShayochubad, the way that a person should go in. So it says, that's talking about Bikr Chalim. My Bikr Chalim itself, it says that it's a way that a person should go. In other words, a person should come and go. He shouldn't stay for too long. So we see that Bikr Chalim not necessarily means to stay there for, for who knows how long. It just means you could be for a short time and just that itself makes a person feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, now... Oh, and here's something interesting for the Minnesota PS. You might like this. So it says that someone who has a disease, a person shouldn't actually sit. And here's another thing that you can learn from this Pasuk of Haderech HaShayot that mentions moving and walking. 
that it says that by magefa by a disease, the Malach has uh, more control, more power. So it says that if he sits, so it's more of a chance that he can have power. But if he just is there and he keeps on moving, so it's less of a chance that he's going to get, uh, he can be, <laughs> that the disease will be contagious. It's an interesting uh, medrash. <laughs> and this is something actually we mentioned, Ilya, I don't know if you remember, you mentioned something about um, that it's, it's, a, it's, by the Bukharians, it's a very big, very great minhag, when someone's sick, you go in to clean their house. Yeah. Send someone to clean the house. So the Ramban actually says that one of the main uh, fundamental parts of Bikr Chaylam is to clean the person's house. And there's a story in the Gemara that um, Rabbi Kiva went with his Talmidim to visit one of his Talmidim. And he told his Talmidim to go ahead and to clean and to pour water because that makes the dust go down, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, afterwards, the student said, Rebbe, you, you gave me life. The student tells Rebbe Akiva. And from there, Rebbe Akiva said that someone who doesn't go and do be kerchaylim, it says if he's killing a person, why? Because when you go to a person's house and you clean for him, you're, you're, you can save his life. You can make the air clean. You could give him, you know, a better living condition. Help him heal faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Let's just um, talk about one of the, let's mention one of the uh, comments here. There's another aspect to this question. Oh, so this is my brother Mendy saying, there's another aspect to this question. Why is Gila Arias... Um, okay, let me through the question. There's another aspect to this question. Gilead Arias is Yarek Valyavar. So religiously, how can Avraham let Sarah be kidnapped under a false pretense that she isn't married? Right, meaning it's one of the Averas that even under threat of death, you still have to give your life up. So how can it be okay for Sarah to go to the king's home? Even if you're going to say that uh, he said that Avram, that Avram is going to be killed, right? Okay. Even if Avram will be killed, this is one of the sins, right? If a woman is married, one of the sins that you're not allowed to transgress, transgress even if even if it's you know life and death. So it's another question. Uh, Mandy, if you have an answer, please indulge us. Um, why am I getting? Okay, it's fine. The, the, it's still, Is that recording? It's still recording, so it's fine, yeah. Um, okay. Next. So anything? Uh, a final? Ilya? Oh, by the way, I, I forgot to introduce a final. I, I was making a joke that uh, Ilya is a guest, and then I didn't actually introduce an actual guest. A final. A final is, uh, is uh, a dear friend, and we're happy he's here. And uh, he hopefully was here. he has something to share with. Oh, he was he? He was here once before. Last yeah, 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 I think he was. One time. Year, bro. Were you on camera? Only once. Yeah, it was like once. one time, yeah. Listen, you have to come at least three times. Three he times was on camera once, once and then he saw it on YouTube and he fell in love. And now he's <laughs> like, I want to be on camera all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so 
Um, let's... Sorry, Primo, let's see what you got to say about all this. Uh, well, what's, we just asked the questions and not, we're leaving it up, up for the comments. The well, I don't have an answer. Do you have an answer? I'm still, I'm still behind. I'm still in Parsha Bereshit, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm using uh, different Mepharshim now, like uh, since we started the cycle over again. So I started learning uh, Orachaim and uh, Ramban Mepharshim. So their, their commentaries are like super long. Just on Bereshit, they have like 15 pages on expounding what it means, just the word. So right. I'm not even like, that's why I, uh, when I was in this farm store, I was like, you know, I kind of want a chumash that's, that, uh, you know, will give me like the full picture. I know Chabad chumash are really good at that. There's different versions. I usually use a Chabad chumash. Um, I use the good Nick one, usually the orange one, the one. But sometimes it's so concise that it kind of doesn't give you the full picture all the time. You'll have to look elsewhere. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. yeah but yeah, so... Since I'm doing more and more Farshim, I'm like so behind. I haven't even gotten to the week's Farshim yet. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure like the answers, the questions that we have, the Farshim will most oh, likely yeah. bring it up. It's for sure. And there's, I'm sure there's hundreds of answers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Midrashim also. It's not just, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's go to the next thing. Oh, so here's an interesting question. It says that Avram was in a learning Mamre, in the plains of Mamre. Mamre was a person. Um, one of Avram's very trusted servants, actually. Uh, I think it was a servant already. I don't know. But um, there was under Eshkel and Mamre. So it, says, so, so it says that why was it in Elan and Mamre? Because Mamre was the one who told Avram Avinu to do a bris milah. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he, he uh, had, had the merit that Avram Avinu was in Elan and Mamre, in his area, in his place. Okay. So the question is, this doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? Hashem told Avram Avinu to do a brismila. Right. So then he went ahead and asked Mamre afterwards, should I do it? Avram Avinu did everything Hashem said. Right? Correct. So this is a big question. So the answer is basically what happened was, and there's a, a, the same answer, just a little bit different from the Rush and Rabinu Chaim Paltiel, where the Rush says, um, and they both say basically that Aram Avinu was giving a bris to a bunch of people before him. And before when he gave, himself, you mean? Yeah, before himself. He gave it to, to everyone in his house, even children, and then and to honor an Eshkel, and they, and they died. The Rabchaim the, Batil the, says that it was honor an Eshkel. They passed they, away from, 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 uh, from the bris Yeah, they died. And, and then he wanted to, but he said, Hashem told me, so he also wanted to, he didn't know what to do. And he also wanted to give a bris to Mamre. And because Hashem told him that everyone in his house should also have a brismila. And then Mamre told him, no, no, no. It says Hashem, because he heard how Hashem had commanded him, and it says, Himal Yimo, that first that you have to first circumcise yourself, and then you can circumcise others. So the the Eitza, the advice that that he had given, that Mamre had given Avram, wasn't that he should do the brismila to begin with, but it was rather that he should first give himself a bris before he goes ahead and give other pe- people a bris Yeah, and otherwise it's not kosher. If it's not, if it, there's, the, there's a halakha that says that if the person doesn't have it himself, he can't do it to other people. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, well, that explains it. Does that explain it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, to... I, I guess it translates from here. You can see that, yeah. 
if the person is not circumcised himself or if the person if the mohel, hasn't been if the mohel, circumcised if you have a mohel that's not himself circumcised okay he cannot circumcise other people if he does that circumcision is not kosher okay but what if he's an anomaly just like Moshe Rabbeinu or just like Yosef HaTzadik he was born, born circumcised way? yeah yeah, but even then, the halacha is you're supposed to just make some blood come out. You don't yeah. have to do the circumcision. You just yeah. make sure there's yes, a, you still you have, have to do some kriya, no? No, there's nothing no, there. No, the kriya's there. It's just, there. It's just, just cause some kind of... Some yeah, you just have to... A little cut as long as some blood comes out. Oh, that's it? Really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing to remove over there. He's right. already born that way. Right, right. Yeah. So wait, in this case, Abraham had to circumcise himself before other people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Right, so this kind of connects with what we said earlier with the halacha that says that the person has to have it first before he's able to do others. Mm -hmm. Exactly, that makes sense. exactly. Yeah, very interesting. Um, okay, now, now we're going to get to some interesting stuff. We're going to talk about some, uh, some heebie-jeebie stuff. Okay. It's actually the... the um, the thumbnail was Angels, Demons, Humans. That was the, the title. Mm -hmm. so juicy gonna, stuff. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit juicy. Okay, okay. Um, now, where do we get that from? Because it says that what happened, Avraham Avinu, when he, he told the angels that some water should be taken and wash your feet. Mm -hmm. So the safer mayor in the season, and he was actually one of the great, greatest Talmudim of the Baal Shem Taif. So a pretty holy guy. Says like this, Yukachna me'at mayim. We separate them. Yukachna is talking about the Tilasidai. Mayim Rishonim. And me'at mayim, which is talking about a little bit of water, is talking about mayim achronim. Because at the end of the meal, the minhag is to take a little bit of yeah. and water and just wash your fingertips. Now why do we do so little? So he says that, so the Benish Chai says the reason why you're supposed to be really careful that it should be very little water is because this water is for the Sitra Acha. Right. This water is, is, is for the, literally, Sitra Acha means the other side right. because we're the side of purity. Impure. Uh, we, we hope we're huh, on the side of purity. We're not doing things that, you know, and, and this water, it's removing the dirt. And therefore, um, it goes to the impure soil. It goes to impure. And therefore, you don't want to have a lot of, you don't want to like, pour over your entire hand for my Mahonim because then it's much more that goes to the impure much side. more uh -huh. quantity it's going to the impurity. So you want to do as least as possible. Um, and actually that's it, it says that if a person is is has really dirty hands, because let's say he ate really oily fish. So he actually should wash his hands again and, as if it's my like that's the middle water, yeah, right? Where you can wash your hands again, and um, that's you should it. eat something afterwards. So you should, and that's what it said. You should take a piece of challah, take another piece of bread afterwards. So you shouldn't bench right after, because then it would be my machorinim. You could take a piece of bread, eat it, and then do my machorinim after your hands are already mainly clean, and you're just taking off, you know, from the from, from the fingertips. I mean, that's what we mainly do, anyways. If let's say you're having a meal. Yeah. And you had to interrupt it by going to the bathroom. You come out of the bathroom, you still have to wash your hands. Yes. Right. And then afterwards you sat down, but you eat a little bit of whatever before you do my macaronium anyway. So it's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So now the Ramban, we're going to change to something the Ramban says. It says that actually in the Gemara it says that Shadim 
they eat like demons. They eat like people. Because in the Gemara it says that there's six behaviors or six things about demons that, that are like humans. That are, no, six, so, three of them oh, are right. like angels, the three rebels. of them are like humans. The red is in the, is in the Chagiga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Chagiga. Yeah, it is in Chagiga. Very good. Look at this. Look at this Torah scholar. See, he's quoting which is, yes, yeah, it's Chagiga. Exactly. So angels don't it's eat. It's not the only Gemara that speaks this. Pesachim speaks about it. There's many Mesechtas. I think, uh, yeah, Pesachim speaks about it a lot. Kedushin speaks about it also. Hey, let me, one second. Let me see. I actually put it. Pesachim has a bigger sugi on it, on it though. I'm going to actually check right now. Actually, I had a question about that, too. Yeah, it says that? that one of the three things that angels do, like, uh, that demons do, like humans, is they reproduce. Yeah. How do demons reproduce? I they, thought by doing something wrong, we create demons. So how can they... So no, that no. means so demons can when you do demons? something wrong, you uh -huh. create a bad malach. Right. It's not that, again, it's an angel. It's not a demon. Demons, from demons are more physical. Demons right, are more physical. From what I understand is an incomplete malach eventually judges against you, comes to judge against you. Uh -huh. So he's like a demon. No, no. it's malach e chabola. That's separate. No, it's... Uh, Neb Shechayim says that when you when if a person the Naveri creates the accusing angel against him, right? Uh, but that when he when the angel to come to accuse him, let's say in this world, he'll Hashem will send him to punish you as a way to as a retribution. But once that happens, he dies. Okay, that's what Neb Shechayim says. Oh, but again, that's an angel. That's different. Yeah. That's okay. Not a, that's oh, but a, it's very interesting actually. You say that it's not a shade. Uh, it's different. But it's not. But it, uh huh. It's very interesting you mentioned that because basically the three things that they mention is like this. The three, the three things, sorry, the six things I mentioned like this. Three things like an angel that what? They have wings. Wings, yeah. They, um, they go from one end of the earth to another. They can travel. And the third thing is that they know what's going to happen in the future. What does it mean right. they know what they're gonna, what's going to happen in the future? Right. They can hear what's behind like the, the curtain or behind the yeah. partition. Meaning they hear yeah. what's the happening crease, in heaven. The yeah, exactly. They're not in the room, but they hear what's right. going on. Yeah. Like behind the curtain, like, you know, like eavesdropping. Yeah. <laughs> it's like your neighbor has... So we're back to the same question. How do they reproduce? Like we do. Have, yeah, they probably have reproductive organs. Like we do, like we yeah. Do. They're, they're, they're physical beings. But they reproduce with other demons or they reproduce yeah. with human beings? It's a good question. I, I think it's... I don't know. It's or there's male and female versions of, of sheep. Demons, right. I get it. But no, but the question is, can, can they have children with humans? humans? I have no clue. That's a very, very interesting question. I don't know. But anyway, so so that's and then how do the people? Number one, they eat. Wow. Number two, they can reproduce like human beings. And number three is they die. So you mentioning death by angels is interesting. It probably just means they they get burnt up or they, or they disappear. Because the actual idea of death of having a lifespan like human they're like the human beings. That's what demons have shaded. Not malachim. So it's just interesting. So that's why I was always under the impression that the malachim that came, that were incomplete are de were demons. Yeah, that's very. Interesting. You understand what I mean? Because eventually they disappear, but angels can't disappear. No, they could. I mean, it, 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 there's there's an idea that when there's revelations of God that are too much, they burn up and they, they expire. But it's I guess not. It's not a physical death we're talking about, right? Right. Angels are more spiritual than demons, but demons are more spiritual than humans. Yeah. Um, that's how that would go. Um, okay. Now, there's just something else. I mean, I don't know if we have too much time. Let's, it just, it was mentioning over here something about this, the tree and the well under it. Because it says, it, uh, um, Abram tells the angels to, 
to wait under the tree. Right. You know? So in the Zara it says that this tree, Avinu actually planted a tree everywhere he, he lived. Wherever he lived, he planted a tree. And through that tree, he would see who believes in God and who believes in, in Avinu Zara. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow, right, right. That tree was a, special. Yeah. If yeah. it would cover you from the sun, that means you were a righteous person. Yeah. So if it doesn't cover you, if it goes away from you, that means you're not a righteous person. Yeah. And so therefore, he wouldn't speak to you about God and righteousness. He would just tell you, okay, thank that, you very much. Pay me, get out. Test, you know? Right. Yeah, so, okay, so it says right here, if, if you were covered, the tree would say that you're a righteous person. He would talk to you about God and doing mitzvahs and things like that. Like that meant you were a spiritual person. Right, so here it says that. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. The tree would basically spread over the person and give him shade, and whoever was uh, aligned with Avodah so then the tree would disappear, would they kind of shrink back, mm -hmm. and it would it would go up. The, the leaves, the branches would go up. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't cover. And then Avraham he was Avodah and he would tell him, "Hey, you should, you know, why he should not do Avodah um, so he wouldn't kick them out. He would actually bring them closer to Hashem. And he actually would, he wouldn't budge until he, he made that person do teshuva. Very interesting. Um, I believe it was Shlomo Melech that cut, cut down all these trees that, uh, Avram event, uh, that Avram planted because he needed it for the Beit HaMikdash. I don't know. I never heard. Maybe, yeah. The cedars of, of, of Cedar. Lebanon. Oh, cedars, I think it says ya you, Yaakov planted, I think. I think Yaakov planted those. Was it Yaakov? I think so. Okay, um, but uh, here, it, and it says something else. Also, someone who was tar or tummy, so whoever was tar, they would get shade. Whoever wasn't wouldn't get shade. And then Avram would know who needs to be go to the mikvah. And it says Avram would help the men go to mikvah, and Sarah would help the women go to mikvah. Oh wow! Very very interesting. Yeah. Um, so from here we see that mikvah is not only limited to women; it's for for men to do. It's a mitzvah for men too. Yeah, there's so much more. It's not an obligation for a man, but it's a mitzvah to do so. Well, Cohen's because they have to bless the people, so they always have to keep purity. Okay, there's uh, there's a lot more, but we gotta we got yeah we gotta wrap it up. Uh, Ephraim, you gotta visit us more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta come more. Somebody has to go back to their day job. We get it. <laughs> Don't worry, man. Soon enough, you won't need a day job. This is going to be a day job. I appreciate that. That's, that's uh, yeah. Okay, let's uh, say goodbye to the to the people. Support Josie on Patreon. What was it, Patreon? Yes, yeah, Patreon. Patreon. That's what it was. Give us your money. The money, money. Kiss him, kiss him, kiss him. <laughs> you remember that video? <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there was a there was a rabbi that came out and kept yelling on top of his lungs. Kiss him, kiss him, kiss him, kiss him. And then he, and then I was like, "Wow, this guy oh, lost his mind." And then he's like, "This is this is what's going on with the world. Everybody's running after Kesef. Stop! Calm down! Look around! What's you know what the spiritual aspect of Kesef is? No. Another another thing that Kesef can mean is yearning and longing for God. So basically, oh, yeah? it's yeah. So either you're going to have a yearning and longing for godliness. Right, like Koisef, mm -hmm. or you're gonna, or the opposite is running after money, and then you, unfortunately, that's the that's the other side of the coin. You know, so. why can't we have both? You could, but the question is, what are you running after? What are you chasing? Anyway, guys, have a beautiful Shabbos. We hope you found this uh, entertaining and informative. 
Yes. And uh, <laughs> you got me there. 